Hi, and welcome to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope, Harry, and this is the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. Today, we are doing Sermon 58, Ownership. Now, when I say ownership, I I really feel the need to, I'm going to have to clarify, but there are a couple things I want to talk about first um, regarding show in total. Uh, There has been a drastic uptick in my listeners between the prior to the last, (laughs) the prior to the last episode and the last episode. Now, I don't know if it has to do with format or if it has to do with timing or has to do with cadence. And I would really like to know if anybody has any feedback as to um, why for like the last few weeks you weren't listening, but then you just decided to, or you're just deciding to catch up or you just heard about it. And I I would really like that feedback to, to know where my listeners are coming from, how they're finding me. And, um, what they think about the topics that I speak about. Uh, it's important to me. Uh, it will help me grow the channel and or grow the platform in order to be able to um, better communicate my thoughts and my ideas to everybody else around. Um, with that being said, let's go into our, basically our overview of the sermon. Uh, we're going to be talking about ownership in respect to interpersonal relationships, the good and the bad, the ugly, you know, the, this is, um, the phrasing may be clumsy for a lot of people because when you say the word ownership, you are, um, invoking a, an idea that, um, has to do with very dehumanizing, um, facets, but that's not necessarily the same thing. And we have to understand that the English language and some other languages have this ability to bundle terms, creating homonyms, you know, uh, words that sound the same, but don't exactly mean the same, (laughs) um, that, uh, um, that sometimes we can talk past each other when we're trying to discuss especially complex concepts that use multiple words that mean something else to other people. And this is one of the reasons why I define my terms and why I get very in-depth in those definitions because I want to make sure that I am abundantly clear. Um, Now, when we talk about interpersonal relationships and ownership, uh, we are not talking about things. We are talking about people and goals and desires and uh, passions and, and what have you. And it's, it's like I said, it's a very muddy term, but it's the term that we have to use in the English language. Um, and we can't really talk about ownership in this context without talking about love. And um, I understand that love is a dirty word and it's very overused and uh, modern Western civilization, the word love and just like mean pretty much the same thing for a lot of people. But the, the reality is, is that we need to go a little bit deeper into the concept of love. Uh, and I lean heavily into C.S. Lewis's idea of the four types of love. And I, I'm not taking this in the context of Judeo-Christian beliefs, but uh, the concept, the construct that he builds works. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then finally, we're going to come to a conclusion about how this idea of interpersonal ownership um, and um, how that is reflected in, in 
the different types of love, how those ideas they go together, where they don't go together, and, and whether or not it's actually a good fit or not.、Um, so I hope you stick with me through this. I understand that this is going to be a little bit on the wishy-washy side for some dudes, but、um, I'm going to say this:、uh, if you Are a man, and the last few weeks worth of podcasts had any impact on you. This is something you are going to want to listen to because it's going to help you on that path to getting your personal growth together, in order to、uh, be a better person, not only for、um, yourself but for the people that you care about, the people、uh, that you are responsible for, your children, your. Um, uh, potentially, your elderly parents that you're caring for, your friends, your family, your community. This is there is no、um, closed system here. Everything has a reflection outside of you, and and that's something that you really need to take away from the things that I talk about when I talk about things are emotionally charged, or psychologically charged, or even physically charged. Everything has a reflection outside of your life, and you. You want more positive things happening that way than negative, because if you send negative things out, guess what you're going to get back—the same shit. And、uh, this isn't some sort of false pro- positivity thing. But I digress. I'm starting to ramble, and、uh, that's not what you're here for. So let's move on with the sermon. If you wish to contact me,、uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, contradictions to anything that I had said, I am more than happy to interact with you. There are polls here that I have on Spotify. There are、uh, questions that I have on on Spotify under each of、uh, my podcasts. And if you wish to leave a comment there, you can absolutely leave a comment there, and I will see it. Or you can reach out to me in the many various forms of social media. My website. Uh, HarryFelker.wordpress.com. My Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are all linked in the main page on Spotify for podcasters, as well as in the description, I have a link for a Discord. If you wish to speak to me in real time, that is probably going to be the best way to do it. Now, mind you, I do not check Discord every day. If you do leave a message on Discord. Do give me some time,、uh, especially if I'm at work. I don't message anybody when I'm when I'm at my day job. My day job requires my hands. I can't be on my phone, obviously. So,、uh, with that being said, I implore you: if you have any questions, if you feel you have better information, if you feel that your logic is different than mine, and you want to talk it out and see see where we can come from this, I am more than happy and open to having these conversations. I would appreciate to have these conversations. Now, the other option is on Spotify for podcasters. There is a voice messaging service that, if you wish to have your voice directly translated into a podcast, that is the best way to do it. the The voice messaging system is on the interface for Spotify for podcasters. Just click it, record your message. It will be sent to me, and I will get an alert that I have a mess. I have a message.、Um, do note that any voice messages that are on Spotify for podcasters.、Uh, I do reserve the right to use that voice message on my podcast. So, if you do leave a voice message, you may hear yourself on a podcast. Just saying.
Thank you, uh, and I hope to hear from you soon. Welcome back. Thank you for uh, listening to uh, that uh, that little message, that little break that we had. Um, again, this is part of that new format, and if that is part of why you are listening as opposed to not listening, I would really like to know because the feedback helps me make this production better for you. Um, again, sermon fifty-eight: ownership. Now, like I said before, ownership is a very big charged term. When people think of ownership, especially on the interpersonal level, they are thinking of the worst that humans do to each other. Things that come from the darkest places humans go in their psyche. Um, the obvious statement here is slavery. Um, the other obvious statement here is possessiveness, jealousy. Things that I am going to, from here, here forward. Associate with the void, the the blackness, the bleakness that humans can muster against one another. The things that we generally, as good people, if you are wanting to be a good person, want to avoid. You don't want to have these negative emotions. They don't feel good to you. They're not healthy for you to have. And however, they exist, and and there are people who exhibit them. Now. Of course, when I talk about ownership, the first thing that comes to mind is possessiveness, and we're we're talking about like the 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 partner who doesn't let you go on social media alone, or um, doesn't let you go out alone, or monitors every single step that you take, or what you wear, or who you talk to, or what you say. Um, this is this is possessive behavior. This is very bad behavior.、Uh, it would be a red flag to anybody who is rational, and yet there are people who still fall into this category of being the victims of that. And the same thing goes with jealousy. You know, the ex-lover who's like,、uh, "If you won't love me, you won't get anybody else." That is a negative. That comes from the void. That comes from an empty space. And、uh, I can't speak of where it comes from in women, but I do know it comes from.、Um, The empty space of conquest that men have,、um, and I don't generally talk bad about conquest because that is what men are built to do. But when there is no conquest to be had, when it's not man versus nature, and it's not man competing against their fellow man、uh, in in a complementary competition of being your better self, well, then that. That conquest it it doesn't turn inward. It turns inward into the relationships that you have, and that's where it becomes a negative thing. Everything is very yin and yang with me. I don't know if you've picked up on this yet. I, there is good in the bad, and there is bad in the good, and you have to be able to make those conscious decisions. And that's part of why I say a lot of the things that I say, and I talk about a lot of things that I talk about because. Um, of course, it's good to take care of your body. It's good to be able to grow your own food. It's good to be independent from society, but you have to understand that you can take that too far, and you can take that in a bad direction as well. 
Now, in clarity, what I'm really talking about as far as ownership is concerned in a positive sense is the the act of making somebody else a part of you. Now, when I say this, this doesn't mean possessiveness. This doesn't mean jealousy. This doesn't come from a negative place. This is, you know, having enough love in your yourself for this person that this person's happiness, their goals, their desires become things that are important to you. It isn't I want you to be happy with me. It's I want you to be happy. Period. And normally in in most cases it it turns out that happy with you is what what happens but the the reality is is that taking that person as part of you and prioritizing their happiness as an expression of your love is what taking ownership of them that is them is it's the same as um taking responsibility for things owning up to your mistakes all of those things that is the type of ownership i'm talking about when i'm talking about positive uh reflections of positive ownership of humans and this doesn't necessarily need to be um uh, a monogamous arrangement uh, this is something that if you are in an open relationship this also can work uh the, the person that which you're prioritizing obviously um I don't know if anybody understands the dynamics of polyamory but there's there's one that is like your home person and then there's the other people and that home person is that person that if you are going to love like that to where you're going to take ownership of them that's the person that's going to happen with and if it happens with anybody else then that person is going to end up becoming your home person you you there's no way around it this is how these things work um but in a monogamous relationship uh we're obviously looking at like the partner as the being the one that you know the person you're in love with. oh true love you know that all of that shit is going to happen with that one person um and that's okay we have to understand that that is this is an okay and an acceptable and even a positive way to go about things um you can prioritize somebody's happiness and be there for them and take the time for them and take care of them as if you own them you you have to understand the people who think ownership of things is bad generally don't own very many things and don't therefore they don't understand they've never really had to work hard to acquire something and therefore they don't know how to take care of things that they own and this is a very important distinction that you really need to come away from for this to actually make sense to you i think um if you've worked really hard to earn the money um to get something you cherish it you take care of it you polish it you you treat that thing as if um it is irreplaceable and sometimes that that thing is irreplaceable when we put this in that context of you worked hard to to be with this person you've you've done things to make them happy you've prioritized their happiness over your your immediate joy your their long-term happiness over your short-term joy uh was was what you did 
this is a person who you are going to cherish for the rest of your life. Uh, and even if things don't work out, um, that person is always going to have that special place in your memory. And that's, that's something that's unavoidable, right? Uh, I think we can, uh, we can leave this off here. We're going to move on to talking about that whole C.S. Lewis love thing when we come back from this short musical interview. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back after that short musical interlude. Now, um, we're going to be talking about the real shit here. And this is a conversation that gets a little emotional, a little dirty. And it's about the most abused four-letter word in the English language. That is love. The reality is the progression of the English language has made the word love a blanket term. You love this pizza. You love that French, those French fries from that fast food joint. And and that's not love. That, that is nothing to do with love. You, your strong liking for something is not love. You uh, love that for you is not. It's, it's, I appreciate that's a benefit for you. And I am happy for you to have achieved that. It is not love. Live, laugh, love is not love. That's not love that they're talking about. It's uh, just uh, a slogan. It means nothing. Uh, I, I do partially blame this on the stupidification of the human population, but I also blame it a lot on uh, the social trend towards like uh, the, the, the quote-unquote basic white bitch uh, uh, trend that is that it happened. It started decades ago, and it's apparently just not going away. Now, there is a marked difference between saying the word love and any of the other facets of it. Uh, The fact is, it's very easy to roll off the tongue. It is a four-letter word. You can just say it. And there are people, uh, myself included, that don't generally say it very often. And there is a reason why. I'm going to tell you right now, I am probably going to say love more often in this podcast than I probably have over the last 10 years. Maybe more. And it's because that's not how I show love. Because showing love has more meaning to it than actually saying that word because of the world I grew up in, the world I live in, the the lived experience that I have. And if you have had a similar lived experience where everybody says, I love this and I love that and I love you for this and I love this for you, it, it just, it doesn't have the impact that maybe it had a hundred years ago. It doesn't show the vulnerability that it would have if the if the term was not used as a blanket term for strongly liking something. There is a world of difference between my appreciation for pizza and the love that I have for other people. There's a world of difference. And if you don't think that there is a world of difference in that, 
you might have to examine your relationships with people because then that, those relationships are really superficial at best. Now, it's it's not without peril that you don't say it. I I do have a lot of relationship problems, or I've had a lot of relationship problems with my.、Uh, My my personal prohibition on saying the word and just showing in acts and showing in in appreciation and, and what I do for people and expecting them to understand that that means that I love them.、Um, and this is something a lot of men actually encounter. And if you ask men, they will tell you,、uh, no, maybe I don't say it every day. Maybe I don't say it all the time. But、um, you know, I I keep going through. These shitty situations for our family, for you, for、uh, the betterment of of the the community around us, and that's how I show love for these things.、Uh, or、um, I I live in a a in a situation、um, specifically because that is how I can I can performatively show my love, and and these things these. Whether they be sacrifices or or duties or what have you, they they are as they they are more impactful. But if you don't understand the context, it's easy to just look past it, and it's easy to take for granted. It's easy to take that into a negative space, into the void, and that's a problem.、Uh, I I don't have a solution for that. I don't think we can. Uh, rekindle the actual meaning of the word love, and I think that maybe we just need to to communicate better as to why we do the things that we do, why the, we say the things that we say, in order to solidify what that really means. To be a little more clear in our our communication with each other, because the fact is, it's easy to be like, well, I don't know why you're still here. When you're doing everything you can to help support, promote, and and make a priority of somebody, and they don't see it that way because it's something they take for granted because it's something that you do for them always, and you don't un- you don't let them know that it, that's in the context of love. Now I mentioned C.S. Lewis, and there's a reason why、uh, I understand C.S. Lewis is a Christian philosopher and. In this particular case, not if you are a Christian, don't take offense to this. But you can take the religious element out of this piece of work, and it then becomes a reflection upon real life with real people that you are living with. Now, God can be real to you, and you can be a, a devout Christian, and you can still do this, and it will, I, in my opinion, help in your interpersonal relationships with those that you love. So I want you to understand that you don't have to take you don't have to take the 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 food I'm giving you in the context context that it was delivered to me, and you can take it out of that context and put it in the context of the people that live around you. Now, C.S. Lewis in the in 1960, I believe it was, published a a work. It's only 160 pages、uh, called The Four Loves, and、um, you know he. He categorizes them in, you know,、uh, what you would imagine the four loves would be if you were to think about it. You know, love for your family, love for your、um, friends, love for the 
the partner in your life and love for your community. And uh, there are four words that we that we can use. They are rooted in Greek. So bear with me. Uh, I do know this word well because uh, I'm I'm study uh, a studi- studious person, I suppose you could say. Eros. Eros is physical love. Uh, eros is the love of a body. Uh, eros is sexual love. Is romantic love. Uh, and this is an important part of the human lived experience. And I don't. Uh, I don't look poorly on any form of love. So let's just put that out there that this is a valid and important part of the loving experience. Eros is important to people. It's important to human development. It's important to human uh, psyche. Um, it's one of the things where um, I talk to men's rights people, and they are, oh well, I need to just do away with being involved with women at all, and. Forgo eros for everything else in my life, and I don't think that that's exactly a positive thing. I don't think that that's maybe you need to back off on the physical love of 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 potential partners to focus on yourself for a little bit. But the goal should always be to、uh, be able to enjoy that love.、Um, If that's something, I mean, sure there are asexual people, but you know, be able to enjoy that love and it not be a burden upon you.、Um, the second thing I want to talk about is filial love. Filial love is love for your fellow person.、Uh, this is,、uh, I I don't like using this term, but this is your soulmate. This is your friend.、Um, the idea of soulmate being the Person that you're in eros with is completely wrong. It's it's taken completely out of context. Your soulmate is someone who matches the soul that's within you,、uh, or whatever it is that makes you you. And you have to understand that this is not negotiable in in any way, shape, or form. This is just what it is.、Um, filial love is friendship, is is sisterhood, is brotherhood, is Willing to to go out of your way for your for your your people, your in group. The next one I want to talk about is、um, storge. Storge is a Greek word, and I don't know what the Greek word means in and of itself, but it is the dutiful love of your family, the the love you have for your children, the love your children have for you, and the love that you have for your community and the, your your community has for you. This is this goes a little bit beyond、um, filial love, where it's interpersonal and it goes to a larger group. And then finally,、uh, named after、uh, a Greek goddess, agape. Agape is love that comes at the cost of a bearer. When I say this, I say this with a heavy heart. This is. The love that people talk about when they say they are in love, and I don't necessarily think that they know what they're actually saying. And I think that they they're talking about eros, or they're talking about <laughs> filio, or they're talking about storge, but they are presenting it like it's agape. And the fact of the matter is, is that、um, that that comes from a very shallow pool of our current society. With that being said, we're gonna take a break to talk about the 
friends of the Blasphemous Podcast, and I'm going to try to bring this conclusion in under 15 minutes because I'm already running long. I've really got to work on trying to make these into more bite-sized morsels, I suppose. Uh, Thank you again for listening, and I hope you come back for the last segment. The Friends of the Blasphemous Podcast, these are uh, people who have been promoting uh, since prior to monetization, uh, and uh, as they've been consistently promoting, I am in return promoting their projects. Uh, To become part of this list at this point, you would have to become a listener supporter on the main page of my podcast. You will find a button for a listener supporter, and for as little as 99 cents a month, you can too support the Blasphemous Pope podcast. Without further ado, here is that list. Real Liberty Media at reallibertymedia.com. The project that is currently unnamed that I've been talking about for almost a year now with Donna Van Meter, Loose Girl, and Ignalyn Russell, we... There has been some motion going on with that, and hopefully we'll be moving into production sooner rather than later. I know it has been a long time, and uh, they all thank you for being patient and waiting for them. Star O'Hara with her motivation and accountability group, the uh, extremist being awesome group, the EBA. You can find that in the link in the description. Uh, the master of the dark arts of marketing, Mr. Nathan Frazier. If you wish to uh, understand marketing and understand how to sell, this is the man to go to. Uh, the Salted Sicilian. It is a food blog by a close personal friend of mine, Christy Caruana. She is a Culinary Institute of America graduate and a food professional. Uh, a Wild Little Podcast is a podcast here on Spotify for podcasters. And uh, uh, initially, uh, when I first started out, she had helped spread the word. I do suggest giving a listen to her stuff. It is very interesting. Uh, other friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast, ones that do not have projects. Uh, of course, everybody who does have like a big project, if they let me know, I will link it in the description. I will uh, do a little more talking about that rather than just giving names. But here are those people that don't have projects. Over on Twitter, we have uh, uh, Kennedy Edwards, we have We Trade Free, and we have uh, uh, London Gardens. And on uh, Instagram, we have Mr. Michael Witt. If uh, you wish to be added to this, again, just hit that link. And uh, for as little as 99 cents a month, I will add you onto this list. And uh, we can start promoting each other and helping each other out. to the last segment of Sermon 58 Ownership. Now, everything that I said before, let's let's put it together. Are these things compatible? Are they contradictory? And uh, in my opinion, these, these ideas are compatible. 
Um, but we have to understand that they're not only compatible in the positive direction, but they're also compatible in the negative direction. And that's a very important part to understand. Um, now, when I talk about these things, I'm going to break them up into uh, different types of love right, that we just talked about, Eros, Storage, Filio, and Agape, and I'm going to put them in order of risk management, well, put it that way, uh, order of which ones are going to end up erupting into negative emotions in absence of the others, and uh, which ones will uh, help formulate more positive results, in my opinion. Now, again, this is my opinion. You can feel free to contact me and tell me I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm, I'm completely okay with that. So first and foremost, Eros is not enough. Uh, Eros is, you know, that sexual, that romantic love that you feel for other people that you wish to be romantically involved with. Now, a while ago, uh, Nine Inch Nails produced a song called Love Is Not Enough or Love Is Never Enough. And, uh, the idea behind that song, uh, as admitted by the, the Trent Reznor who, who had sung, who wrote the song, is that um, you know he was in a relationship, and it's instructional that 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 physical love it's important to be there. It's 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 got to be there for a long-lasting relationship, of course. But it's not enough because there are things that are going to come in that are going to make you think, well, is this worth it just for the sex or just for the pretty person? And if there's nothing else there, then then the answer is going to be no. Like, uh, I forget which other singer said it, congrats about your face. That's, it's it's not enough. And we, we have to understand that we need more than just arrows in order to have long-lasting contacts and bonds to generate what would be considered uh, a, a deep level of love, a, an enriching and fulfilling level of love, right? So moving right along, we have to understand that the negative portion of this, this is where all of that jealousy and possessiveness comes from. All of those, those things that are accessed from the void of human psyche, the bad parts, the negativity, they all come from specifically just Eros and not any other, not anything in conjunction. So in solitude, in exclusion of anything else, Eros will undoubtedly lead you on a path of negative being. Now, with that being said, storage is dutiful love. And, and we have to understand that that's, it's an expectation. It's a baseline expectation between a parent and a child, between um, a member of a community and a community that you are going to care enough about the, the, the success and, and happiness and overall long-term joy that you are going to take ownership of part of that. You're going to take responsibility of part of that. You're going to uh, take responsibility for the direction at which your child goes in. And sometimes they do not go in the direction you want them to. And it, maybe it works out for them, maybe it doesn't. But that that storage does not change that you you still love your child you know and that's that's not granted lived experience i will tell you that not every parent has has this type of of love for their children 
or children for their parents. And I'm not here to tell you that if you don't, you're a bad person. So let's let's make that clear. But we have to understand that、um, this is generally the expectation、um, for the continuation continuation of life and and、uh, the creation of healthy, psychologically healthy people. Storage really needs to be there.、Uh, now we have to understand that that doesn't mean that you know Jeffrey Dahmer's mom going, "Hey, my son wouldn't do that." Is storage? It, well. It, Technically, yes, but it is the negative side of that. It's the turning a blind eye to the bad things that people are doing, specifically because you refuse to see it. That is a negative expression of storage. Now, filial love, and I'd said this before about the soulmate thing,、uh, is one of the biggest avenues for interpersonal growth because filial love is the love that you have for. Everybody in your group, you know, and that does that doesn't mean that you agree with all their choices or you agree with all their opinions or their, but it, it gives you that avenue to be exposed to other people's perspectives. And if you truly love them as you would a friend, then what they think is going to be important to you, and it's going to be important enough to you that. It can be an avenue for your personal growth, for changing your mind, for understanding where people come from, and it's it's important. Now, sometimes we can、uh, refine our group that we have, that platonic、uh, friend filial love for. Into an echo chamber where everybody agrees with everybody, and anyone that dissents gets thrown out of it. And that's that's the bad part about filial love is that it's still still valid that that's that's what that is, but it is taken to a negative connotation to exclude people based on、um, again superficial, unimportant details. The same thing with arrows. The negative connotation comes from that. Same thing with storage. The negative connotation comes with that superficial. I don't like that one choice that you made. Therefore, I disown you as a child. And it's the same thing. I don't like your opinion. Therefore, you can no longer be part of my friend group.、Um, this is this is a negative part of that. Where where you know your friend group is now only people who agree with you. There is no personal growth. You'll never find your soulmate there. Because a soulmate really is a person who challenges you. It's not necessarily a romantic partner. It is a friend partner, and if there's romance there, that is completely separate from that. Now, the hardest one for me to talk about is agape, and there's a reason why.、Uh, I, by the time I am at my age, and I am damn near fifty, I can say that I have felt agape twice. In my entire life, there were two human individuals which I can say I had honestly felt that, and、um, I don't think any of them will ever really understand why. <laughs> But it is what it is. I don't know if I necessarily understand why. But that sacrificial love, when you take C.S. Lewis's context of God out of it, and you put yourself in that place. It is a very rare thing, 
and I know that everybody likes to say, but I'm in love with him, and that is supposed to be what agape is supposed to be. But it's not, because you have to understand that the truest expression of positive ownership of a person. Where where there is no negative ownership of that person, that is where agape rests. That's where it lies. Where their happiness is so important to you that you can sacrifice for it. That their goals are so important for you that you will sacrifice for it. And we see aspects of this in other types of love. We do see aspects of this in arrows. Obviously, there are people who are so in love with somebody that they are willing to move heaven and earth to be with them,、uh, and it is not—it—it's not only rested in that. There are other aspects of love that get involved in that, but that's where it starts, and agape can bloom from that. Storage agape can bloom from that. There are. Children who sacrifice a lot for their parents' well-being in the future, when their parents become elderly, there are plenty of people who sacrifice、uh, for their children on a daily basis, and and there is a level of agape in there when it goes beyond just the duty of you, you, I'm giving you the best advice I can, and I'm providing for you the needs for your, providing your for your fulfillment, your. Your、um, flourishing in your future, you can go beyond that, and that is an expression of agape. And again, with filial love, it it also exists, but it is very rare. And I know there are people who say, "I fall in love with you." You don't. You fall in eros easy.、Uh, I fall in love with you. No, you you have. You make easy connections with people to have、uh, uh, a filial type of love. It's not falling in love. It's not. It's not agape. That's part of that whole bastardization of the word love, and and we have to understand and we have to take that away, and and look at it, and really and really examine our relationships and really see if. And and this is going to be a thought experiment. You, I don't I don't expect anybody to just go. Well, I'm going to attempt to physically destroy my relationship by sacrificing to it. And 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 I don't I don't think that that's something that someone should do. <laughs> but but you have to have that thought experiment. You have to go through those thoughts in your mind and go. Well, what happens if I am not the best person for this person that I love? Do I love them enough to let them? Go and find someone better, or be better, and go on a path that takes them away from me. Will I still love them afterwards? And I think that 99.9% of the time,、um, everybody can say no. That's that's not the case. And I I think that. For 99.9999999 percent of my relationships, I have absolutely could not say yes to that. Only twice, and and that's that. I I think that's the takeaway that really needs to be had about agape. That it's not it's not casual. It's not. It's not superficial. 
it is as deep as you can go. And it will it will ask for more all the time. So with that, I want to say thank you. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening in. Um, I will talk to you next week. I am kind of recording this out of time because my work schedule is all sorts of messed up, and I don't know if it'll be fixed next week. Uh, I may end up having to miss next week if I don't have a day off from my day job. So please bear with me in this troubled times of me having no co-workers to work with. And uh, hopefully I will see you next week. Thank you again for coming. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you.